Welcome to the Everyday Sniper. You got Frank from Sniper's Hide, and I'm here today to bring you guys an interview. I just came home uh, last night, yesterday, whatever time you want to look at it, from the Guardian Long Range Competition at Cameo out in Grand Junction, Colorado. And on the phone with me, I have my favorite match director, Mr. Gary Larson. Gary, welcome back to the Everyday Sniper Podcast. What's up, brother? It's good to chat with you, man. Yeah, dude, I had a blast this weekend. Um, I, honestly, I, I, I'm going to tell you just straight up, like, I am, like, so overextended work-wise and what we're doing, like, coming and going and what we need to do. And there was this microscopic window to put the Guardian in it, and we made sure we took it because it was that much fun to be there and to, um, you know, to be able to shoot it, support you, and, and just come out and see everybody and have a blast. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was just absolutely amazed at the hospitality and just the friendliness of people in Colorado. I think it's, you know, it doesn't have the city feel of uh, Denver where it's all cramped and everybody's got a man bun, but it still has that friendliness, right? It's like Southern hospitality with uh, a little hippie vibe. I, I loved it out there. Yeah, so just a recap for everybody. Um, just give them a quick rundown. The Guardian matches, Guardian long range, or, or long range comps are more or less what we would call the nomad type competitions. Uh, you have the series out there, you know, uh, uh, East Coast, West Coast type series. And then in the middle, there's a bunch of these little nomads like competition dynamics would be considered a nomad situation because they don't necessarily follow the formats of any other series out there and they don't interact with those series. Well, Guardian is in that similar vein that you run multiple matches and your format doesn't follow the format of other series, you're sort of self-contained, but you have a completely different goal than your typical rifle series out there. So why don't you give people a quick little rundown of what you tell the strangers in the world when they ask you what's, you know, what's Gary and guardian long range competition. Yeah. So the guardian is a uh, charity organization. We're a 501 C three. And we do shooting competitions as fundraisers to help uh, foster kids, orphans, and kids in need uh, to be able to get the support and hopefully a forever family. It's just a create, I call it a creative ministry in that we're just trying to help kids all throughout the country. Um, You know, there are over 400,000 kids right now in, in foster care waiting for a forever family. And if we're able to raise funds and awareness and fun around helping those kids it's it's a fun it's a win-win and you're right frank we're we are nomad that we get to do whatever we want because you know we're we're independent so we can hey we can do a stage like this or hey we want to do it like that we have the flexibility and creativity to to make it fun no matter where we go and that's something that i think we really really emphasizes in in our mission in our matches is we want shooters to have fun we want to hear laughter we want to make sure guys are getting impacts and and growing the sport and so we encourage youth shooters we're just doing a lot of different things um, but the but the gist of it is is we're a nonprofit organization that's committed to helping this foster care and needed um, uh, you know this this crisis 
and we do it through this, you know, long range shooting. Yeah. And one of the things I want to say to people is when it comes, I mean, I I've mentioned on this, on this podcast a gazillion times for the certain people out there growing the sport is nothing more than a catchphrase. You know, they don't mean it. They just mm-hmm. say, it. Oh, we're here to grow the sport. No, they're here to grow their wallets. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. by that means they only do something that serves their self-interest. You, on the other hand, because you're doing this for a charity, yeah, there's a self-serving side where you're trying to raise money for the kids and the organizations that you work with and support. But you're doing this for the shooter to bring people out. And I can tell you for the last three guardians that I've shot, when you ask people who's new, who's never shot a guardian before, usually more hands go up than haven't. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And and that's one of the things we absolutely love is we love getting newer shooters into the sport. It helps um, grow the sport. And realistically, it helps preserve our second amendment. And I, I think it serves multiple areas, but the reality is the guy who is like a sponsored shooter, who's got all of his stuff potentially paid for partially comped, they're probably not going to be in the market to purchase new products or, you know, be influenced to purchase new products by some competitor uh, versus the Guardian. You know, we, we, you know, we had uh, phenomenal support from MDT and Night Force. We put together five custom loaner rifles that this weekend guys got to shoot and use in the event that they were a new shooter or that their stuff went down. And I can tell you what, there were some phenomenal conversations those shooters had with the night force team that was actually at cameo it, it works out phenomenally well to be able to help them grow their business as well yeah i mean you had great manufacturer support and you're growing more because i mean face it you have competition out there people who are chasing sponsorships you have all the shooters oh, out there, there who are looking for their individual sponsorship you. then you have every match director in series looking for sponsorship so you have to kind of break through that you know, you know, not get lost in the crowd. And it's awesome to see you getting up. Oh, you still there? Or did I lose you? Oh, oh, I lost him for a second. He'll call right back in. But yeah, it's, it's awesome to see him getting some, uh, uh, support that, that it is. Uh, so he just, I, yeah, his phone just dropped out something. We weird signals these days, you know what it is, but I can talk. Here he is. He's back. No worries, gear. I gotcha. Are you back? I'm I'm back. All right, I there, there. I got you, man. No problem. I, I talked while you while you dropped off. But what I was gonna say, Gear, is it's awesome to see the amount of manufacturer support you're getting. Like you're 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 now getting them that? that are sending teams, sending people. You're getting that full blown manufacturer support. And the nice thing, oh wow, that's weird. I just dropped them again. Um, I don't know if it's him or me, but uh, he dropped. Um, <laughs> so no worries. <laughs> uh, hang on. Here he go. He's, he's calling. <laughs> I'll just have him call back when he drops out. Is that, he's saying it's on his end. He's getting a, a drop, but, uh, yeah, it's just, he's getting full blown manufacturer support. And, uh, I'll go into that. I'm just talking behind you, Gary, while you dropped out, yeah. uh, we, but I can pick you right back up anyway. Then I'm just saying how proud I am of the manufacturer support yeah, you're getting. Are you there? 
There you are. You back? I hear you. Oh, I'm losing Gary. Anyway, I'm going to go talk real quick about what my weekend was like. Um, so we go out to Guardian and Dorgan Trostel, Dorgan competition shooter from out here. He, he, um, uh, 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 let me calm back. So Dorgan, Dorgan ran the, uh, the, the match for Gary. So, uh, we, Dorgan put on the first thing and it was pretty funny with, uh, with Dorgan there because some of the targets were pretty sporty on the first day. Dear, Gary, did I get you back? Hey. Hey there. Can you hear me okay, Frank? Yeah, I got you. Sorry. No worries about that, dude. I'm talking around you. We'll have a little hiccup for a minute, but. I think we should be good now, right? Yeah, yeah. It was just the, whatever was dropping our line, something was interfering. We probably got some fucking yeah. truck driver driving by with a blocker. But um, anyway, <laughs> I was saying how Dorgan was your match director for the Colorado Cameo match. And I like that you're traveling around and you're putting your match in different locations. And we'll talk about that later. But, I mean, you've been Arena, you've been Texas, you've been North Carolina, GTI. This time you're in Cameo. So, you know, for, the, for your decision to come to Colorado and tapping Dorgan to be your match director, give a little background on that. You hear me all right? Yep, I got you. All right. So, yeah. So that's part of the intent is when you're trying to spread the word on this um, and get it beyond just our small circle. I think our product, for lack of a better term, is really sticky in that when people shoot one Guardian, they realize it's way different and they want to shoot more. And one of the biggest frustrations shooters have is that they have not shot a Guardian and we have not brought one to their area. And that's what we're trying to do now. And you know, coming to Colorado and all these different locations, um, just trying to, to spread it out there and make sure everybody gets some exposure to it. Yeah. And one of the things like to explain this a little bit different. So Gary's got a two day match, right? So two day national match. You set it up in the first day you're shooting as an individual. So you show up, you got your shooter number, you got your everything. You're doing it like normal. And Dorgan, like I said, was the match director put on. It was fun, but yeah, absolutely. The targets were sporty and it, there's sporty gear because the wind conditions and cameo are so hard. It's not like if you put that same exact match at an East coast place in their lanes, you would not have the trickiness of the winds that we yeah. have in cameo because you're in the mountains and everything. So, you know, the, the target package was that, but then the second day, this is the difference with a guardian match. So this is an awesome beginner event. And even for me, I had a blast and it helps knock the rust off, which I'll talk about in a sec. But so you do your first day as an individual, scored, everything comes in. They do the prizes on Saturday night. The scores, top winner, top lady, top kids, top all the, you know, the prizes that they give. Well, then on Sunday, Sunday, they line everybody up in your order of finish from Saturday. And then they fold the field, and now it's a team event where you can actually mentor people and work with guys who maybe landed in the back of the pack. Like, I mean, Chris Way won again this year, or won this time. Congrats to Chris. Chris wins everything out here, but Chris uh, Way was there. So here's Chris, top shooter. Then you get last place guy who I actually think only hit like one plate all weekend. Yep. And now you fold it and you get somebody like a Chris Way 
to mentor a guy who, you know, hit one plate. And he sits with him. He works with him that morning. He figures out where this guy fell down, what might be the problem. And we got a little bit of time to talk and work with our partner. Now, see, I'm, I, I kind of work it a little smarter. If you land in that sort of front-end mid-pack around that 15th place that I was, then when the line folds, you get somebody who's pretty darn good themselves. And um, we end up having a fun time. So for the team event, yeah, you know, I'm a, I'm a top five guy. But in the um, in this individual event, I'm a top 20 guy, you know, so yeah. it, it, yeah. it's, it's sort of it, it, it turns out to be fun that way. But it's you, you you're not in and, and, and I'm going to put it this way is as much like even from a personal side, you, you look at a little bit of like, damn, I should have hit that plate on Saturday. You're like, man, I should have hit that. And when you come off the line and you miss three of them, you miss four of them where you think you shouldn't have, the first thing that comes out of everybody's mouth in our squad is it's for the kids. Yep. It's like you got a little, you know, you got kind of a, a down stage and you're like, oh man, it's for the kids. Don't worry about it. And that line alone puts it in the rear view mirror. Yeah, it does. And that's intentional. And that's why, you know, at the beginning of the guardian, we have conversations with all the shooters about, we're going to set the right tone for why you're here. Like you're not here for the name on the back of your Jersey. You're here for something bigger. And we want to make sure that shooters keep that into perspective is that we want to have this, you know, the top squad um, I consider is the squad that has given each other the most high fives and have helped each other on wind calls the most. I mean, the whole weekend we have shooters um, on glass helping each other in the middle of a stage and giving them corrections and helping them get on target. I mean, Chris Wade doesn't need the target corrections. And guess what? If he's able to give somebody else corrections, that person probably isn't going to bump him off the podium. Yeah. And, so and, there's there's no ego, right. you know, we're, we're, we're involved there. And that's exactly uh, what I was just going to say with that. Like in my squad, I had like, a, a, a you know, Nick Gephardt was in there from Zero Compromise and Scope Chaps. He's a shooter. He's a fantastic shooter. And then we had a brand new guy, Evan, in the squad. So as soon as we come up to the RO, we tell the RO, Evan's a new guy. We're going to work around him and let us work with Evan. But at the same time, we know like Nick doesn't need me to coach. But as soon as he comes off the line, because we're all spotting, we're all looking, we're all helping out the ROs and everything. It's like, hey, Nick, that one plate you missed was two tenths here. I didn't see that other plate. It looked like you might have dropped off just a little bit low or might have been low right. Wind got you a little. Because Nick doesn't necessarily want me to help him in the moment, but we're communicating with each other. And, you know, it's kind of like there and we're cheering each other on in our squad. And so even if there was somebody that wasn't as new as Evan, but newish, we're coaching and talking to him. You know, we're yeah. able to say, hey, man, just add two tenths more win. Hey, your dope's off. Let's fix your elevation. And yeah. we, we did that with a couple people. I think I retrued somebody, and I don't remember what the context was, but I ran somebody over. Oh, it was Evan, I think. Uh, we had a 630-yard target. And I said, all right, Evan, you hit that 630-yard target, correct? He's like, yes, I did. Okay, what dope did you hit that with? And it was a pretty straight-line shot. And he goes, I hit it with, you know, 3-4. 
beauty. Let's look at your computer now and let's make sure that 635 lines up to 34. And I'm, I'm pretty sure I bumped his software like 50 feet and got him in line to help him out with other targets. So it was one of those That's things awesome. where, um, you, you know, you can almost uh, fix people at the time and everybody's there to help in that way. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's, that's one of the things I absolutely love about the guardian is being able to just, you know, Hey, can we call time? I'm going to have the shooter reshoot this stage. And in the meantime, you and I go and run to the zero bay, make sure your stuff's all squared away, bring back. And then he gets to reshoot. And guess what? There's no drama. There's no Facebook posts creating swirl about that because everybody knows in the spirit of this, it's like, dude, we're here to have a good time and have fun. And, you know, I talked to a, a, uh, a really good, well, well-known world shooter, you know, in the PRS and that RL several years ago. And he's like, dude, you guys should do points. You know, I have a point series. And I said, dude, the guardian will never have a point series. And he goes, why? And I said, because then it becomes about chasing the points mm -hmm. and it becomes about what can I do to get that point versus what can I do to have a good experience and learn and grow and have a good time. And he was like, oh, and it was a complete mind shift for him. So it's not that there's wrong, anything wrong with chasing points and being a part of that, but that's not what we're intending to be about. We, you know, we, we don't care at the end of the day, the guys at, you know, the top of the scoreboard, get their trophy that looks like a house key. Um, and, and we present that to them and they don't get to run the prize table and grab stuff. It's like, dude, like Tiger Woods doesn't need another set of golf clubs after he wins the masters. Like, why would you reward him? Give it to the dude who like barely qualified. So that's the, the point of the raffle is, you know, we, we want to make sure that, you know, we have a tremendous amount of support industry and we want um, the shooters who need the gear and need the products to get them and take them and use them and not, you know, try to sell them. Yeah, and that was in, in that was just your prize table was huge. You had a great prize table, excellent support, tons of product out there, and it doesn't go, it doesn't get front loaded. It gets divided up. You'll see people give up slots. Hey, I don't need anything. You just give it to somebody else. My number got called. I don't want it. You know that kind of stuff. And it, it's the the generosity is multiplied. I mean, it's almost like every one of those like little anecdotes you hear with some of the other comps that are few and far between is seen, you know, once a minute at a guardian match. Yeah. You said it, you said it before you were like, you know, people try to out nice each other and, it, really and it's true. Like, and it's like true. Like, why are you being so nice to me? What's the catch here? Like, like what's going on? And that's the culture that we really try to embody. And well, when you Oh, go ahead. No, no, you go, you go. I, I got another thing. Oh, I was going to say, so so when Dorgan and I have been working over the last several weeks and building out this course fire and talking about these stages, doing all that, and then I shipped all of the steel freight, shipped it all the way to, to, to Colorado from North Carolina. And we're looking at um, these, some of these, these stages that, you know, Dorgan's built out and it's like, okay, we're going to go near to far and near is, you know, at the bottom of this Mesa and far is like way up it. And we're going like, hell to no. Mm -hmm. so, so we changed that to left to right. 
instead of that. And, and that, I mean, I, I wish on Saturday we had, you know, some of the targets like 25% bigger. Cause you're right. They were sporty. They were, they were, you know, one and a half to maybe two MOA on some of those. And, and we'll have that resolved for next year. But, but it was, you know, Saturday was a little bit of a, a kick in the pants. Um, and then Sunday though is completely different where the, the energy and the whole motive shifts to be to, instead of chasing points, you're like, dude, I'm here to have a freaking blast and it works out. And honestly, that's good. I was just going to say both you and Dorgan shouldn't beat yourselves up. And I know like you looked at the score sheets and we're like, Oh damn, there's some zeros here, but the vibe that people took away from Sunday completely erased I mean, there was so much fun under that pavilion. There was so many smiles and laughs and what was going on and who did what and where. And the numbers were high. The scores were good that it totally took uh, an erase Saturday because you you left them on such a high note and you were able to make an adjustment. I mean, because you guys tore everything down on Saturday and reset it up on Sunday for the team's event. And like I said, the team one flowed so damn well. It worked so much fun. I mean, it was just like, yeah, couldn't wait to shoot the next stage with my guy, Jason, and him and I, because we, I mean, we're on a high, we're shooting well, everything was going good. We're working together and, and it helps, you know what I mean? It it just lets you go home and all you're thinking about is the great shots you had on Saturday and the only thing or Sunday and the only thing I heard people saying was damn I wish I shot like that on Saturday right yeah yeah no you're right and that was and all of this is intentional by design and as Dorgan and I like kind of after Sunday like sat down had a beer and just did like an after action on some of the stuff one of the things we came to the um, conclusion of is the difficulty level was matched by the fun factor like they were both maxed out on that graph yes like it was it was really tough but it was also really fun. I've never seen so many guys come off of a stage with a one or a two, turn around and go, dude, that was freaking awesome. I had fun. Well, because it's putting all the skills together. It's not contrived. You know what? Yeah. You're going up to the rocks. You're going up to whatever. There's not like props at Cameo. It's an, it's tr- it's natural terrain. And yeah. you kind of move around the bush. And then you got to look for the target. And I like that. I was even said to Chris uh, and because Chris and I talked about a lot of things we saw because of what we're doing on the training side. And so by that, it was like, I like the, 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 the colors, the night force of event, you know, stage where, yeah. you know, uh, Ruger gave you a, a card. You had, you know, blue, white, red, green, and you're bouncing colors, you know, but other stages you're over here left. And then you're looking for Sasquatch. You, dude, you putting Sasquatch <laughs> in the cave was genius. <laughs> Well, I figured you'd enjoy that because, you know, I, I know that you're a professional Sasquatch hunter, so yeah, you'd have totally. no problem finding that target. I'm going in two weeks up there to go get him again. Yeah. Yeah. So that Sasquatch was fun. And that was the stage where that was the bank shot stage where shooters had to hit. Basically, they could go in f- as far as they wanted on a KYL plate. And at any point, they could go and bank their shot. And their bank shot was a Sasquatch that was tucked into a cave. And it was hard to get a read if you missed. But if you missed any of your, your KYL targets or your Sasquatch, you didn't get to bank those points. And right. You had to you, go it, back and keep trying. But it was like a 60 
degree swing too. Yeah. I mean, everything. So the thing with cameo is terrain and range. And so you're going, you know, so I'm 15 degrees to my left. There's my KYL rack. Now I'm 40 degrees to my right. There's the Sasquatch. Yeah. And yeah. And, and I got to move and I got to change these things. And then I got to find it's like, uh, you know, even let's say like Heidi's stage on the second day with the team, you know, I'm going to shoot five, I'm going to shoot seven, and then I'm going to shoot seven B. Then I'm going to go up and shoot eight. Then I'm going to shoot 1135. You got to find these plates and move around. Yep. And like, you're looking for placard number five. And then it's like, fuck, where did seven B go again? Oh, it's <laughs> above eight. Oh, over here. And and you're looking for that stuff. And it's practical because it's not something out in the open. It's not something dead in front of you. It's not something that's a billboard and a neon sign that's saying, here I am, shoot me with a burn yeah. behind it. It's in the field, in the yeah. mountains. In and a lot of, and, and finding targets out West is a unique skill set that your eyes almost have to get trained to, because even if we did paint a target white, you don't realize that there is natural white up against all of those rocks. So you're not, it's not going to just jump out like it would out East. It, it still blends in and you're still going to have to learn how to manage and look through your optics. And, you know, you, well, once you it gets about, shot up too. the first few guys have it and they see white with the naked eye. The next guys come up, not only as the sun moved right now, those guys shot it at nine, 10 in the morning, sun's behind them. I show up at 1230, the sun's to the side or over the top. The target's not glowing anymore. And it's been shot by 50 other people in front of yep. me. So now it's camouflaged. Yeah. And what you'll find though, is, you know, generally you'll find like either the RO or the other shooters, if they see that you're pointing the wrong way, they're going to try to help you out. But still, even within that, you know, on month, on Saturday, we had two minute part times on, th on and then on Sunday with the team event, we gave three minutes and you'd still see a lot of guys and teams timing out because they get lost in the sauce. Dude, I, I found like, um, like I said, I, I was in the top 20 in that, but I'm, I've slowed down and then my eyes, it, cause my eyes are getting shot. And even though I'm getting the glasses, what happens is the colors, the patterns scatter what I'm looking at. And I found like most of like, if I shot like the nine or 10 stages or, you know, one of those stages, there'd be a 10, 10 shot stage or something. I'd get an eight or nine. Well, the Ooh. last two shots I never took because I would time out. And it's just a factor of me getting older, me getting slower. Me And, and, and part of it I was telling um, when I was, like I said, talking with Chris again, I was I found myself admiring. Like I'd be shooting on the thing and go, oh, that was a really good shot. Yeah, okay, I got the wind on that one pretty well, but I'm not moving to the next target. <laughs> I'm like stopping and talking to myself about the one I just shot. And then I'm like, oh, shit, I got to move to the next target because there's a clock running. Yeah. Well, and yeah. And, and one of the things I absolutely love and, and I see it everywhere I go is um, when I go from one stage to the next, somebody will come off the line and they'll like fist bump or high five somebody or they'll you know there's there's like laughing i i said at the beginning of the stage brief in the morning is that i have yet to see any of of our shooters throwing gear and throwing a fit and that's intentional um what was your favorite uh stage on sunday on the team uh match uh i always say the one i did best on but i did pretty good on <laughs> uh i liked 
God, I, I want to say just going out with some of those that the, uh, what was it? One with Heidi over there was yeah, pretty good. Yeah. I liked one. And then it was either three. Oh, yours. Can I just tell you what you and I, I got to say this. Yeah. When you, your stage was incredible because of you. <laughs> and, and I'm going to explain because the what happened was, so Gary had a stage with the double popper. And it had a uh, was an MGM popper that yeah, had a front it was an and MGM a back. double popper. What yeah. was it? It was an MGM double popper with a front. Yeah, they're both spring loaded. Yes. So, like, it was like you had to time the shot, me to my partner to knock both down. Well, when you got a double hit, you heard you across the double hit three points, and you were so like, <laughs> oh my god, like a baseball call, like that was a home run. When a team got a double hit, Gary was on the radio calling a home run. That was a grand oh, yeah. slam home run. Like, oh, my God, double hit, three points. Oh! And, and you're yeah. going. That was so <laughs> great. That's what made your stage the best that way. Yeah, I want people to have fun because that was not an easy thing to do for two guys who don't know each other to be able to do a synchronized shot and time your shots like basically within a quarter second of each other to where when that first popper goes down and before it snaps back up real quick, that second round goes over it and hits that back popper. That's it, tough. Yes. And, and it, it just, like I said, when it happened and, and we had, a, we had a good run on that stage. We tied for high you score for when we highest, came through yep. you uh, at whatever point that was, somebody may have beat it. I don't know, but yeah, I mean, that was like, you made it so much fun. Yeah. And, 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 and I think you're, you're getting on to something, which is the ROs for each individual stage can set the tone and temperature for how that stage feels. And if you have an RO, that's like an old mean curmudgeon. And we've had those in the past. We've had, you know, the old FUDs who are, are, you know, yeah, I, I, I got that it, one guy who, there was one guy yeah. at cameo. He yelled at me cause my muzzle was too close to the ground and he said, well, that ground's coming up fast. I'm like, dude, the muzzle's not going. But I, I was holding my muzzle down because if I put my muzzle up, it points at people's nose. Yeah. So my yeah. muzzle was down and I walked over and he, he was like, you're at your muzzle. I'm like, what are you talking about, dude? And I knew where my rifle was. I'm holding it. I live with a fucking rifle every day. Your muzzle got close to the ground. I said, my muzzle's seven inches from the ground. What are you worried about? He goes, that ground came up fast. I'm like, okay, it's in my hand, man. I think like when my foot steps on the ground and my body goes up, I'm going to be okay. But yeah, that, I mean, it's like, they're, hey, I'm, they're out I'm not, there. I'm what not are you new do? to be in this short, dude. I know how to manage it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, you know, I want to go back to one thing really quick about that, though. Because when you said about calling a timeout at a stage, so yep. um, we had one guy in our stage, his barrel came loose, so he had dropped out. And then Heidi was supposed to be in our st in our squad, and then she shot it the Friday and was an RO. So our squad on uh, Saturday by afternoon was light, so we we were going pretty quick. Well, the last stage, Evan, who was new, kind of struggling with a little thing, got to get his dope good. We got to do this. We got to do that. He said, "Hey, on the last stage, can I try somebody's rifle?" And I gave him my Terminus Zeus with the Vision chassis. I mean, I have the, you know, prototype scope on it that's not even out yet. Uh, and all these things, and I'm shooting, you know, uh, Bartlin, 
uh, extra hard six creed barrel and it's on my like the gun's ready to roll and so um last stage it's like here dude shoot my gun he shot my rifle on the last after he did it, he did it himself with his rifle we called timeout with the ro we said we're gonna run it again no point just so he can try it i gave him my rifle he ran it again and it was like okay did you see a difference and it's like yes this was definitely easier to do this with a rifle like this versus the rifle i'm currently using and that you allow that flexibility you know what i mean yeah and and i i tell you what that shooter now goes what trigger was that like what is and now he becomes a potential new customer for timney or trigger tech you know um and he's looking through that optic going like dude this glass doesn't look like it has milk in it like what what kind of glass is this so you know and our donors and our sponsors all love that they love like we have you know eight uh, rifles on standby for any point of time for shooters to be able to use. And trust me, they get used because newer shooters will have stuff that goes loose or somebody's scope will stop tracking. And we're like, here, use this guardian rifle with, you know, a nice night force on it um, or a collis on it. And, and it's just uh, amazing to just after, after that, they go, Hey, who's your contact at night force? Cause I'm thinking about buying that scope. Like that is like part of the indirect benefit of, of these companies supporting the guardian. But I think the shooters also is, and it's not like we're going to charge you for the ammo. It's like, dude, yeah, here, take a couple boxes of ammo and go have a good time. That's all we want. Go have a good time. And any of the money you were going to give me for ammo, go put it on the raffle table and win yourself something. It's, it's all the right reasons. You know what I mean? Everybody's there for all the right reasons and they recognize it's sort of a learning environment. They recognize it's a looser environment. You, you know, people laugh when they, when it, like you said, when things go wrong, it's a fist bump. It's not a freaking bag being thrown. It, yes, it, it's, 100%. Yeah, it's people are laughing about that. You know, like my squad bumped into Chris's squad all the time. And because we're working together, you know, we're, we're in communication all the time. And so we, when we bump in and he would just laugh and it was like, oh, dude, I got beat on this stage by Boyd or whatever. And, and, and I shot terrible. And he goes, but it is what it is. It was pretty funny. He goes, the wind just got me. It decided to shift a little bit back and forth. I mean, even with us, it was we were coming up and holding right. And I'm like, I got my hits and I'm holding right edge doing this, doing this. Well, then. Like one of the, the last shooter in our squad gets up and everybody says, yeah, we held right here. Well, when they held right there, they were missing. And it was like, well, what's going on? Well, when we got to the very next stage, those guys are all holding left now. Yeah. And the, sun, the, the wind had switched and we hadn't picked up on it and just kind of went. And then when we went into the next squad and we were sitting there waiting and we hear what's going on, it was, we realized, oh shit, the wind switched. And that's why it was like, you know, we were hitting right, hitting right. Everything was good. Then all of a sudden it was that last person missed off the right and the wind switched from the left. And, you know, it's a great training facility, but it also allows people to catch these things because everybody's talking about it and nobody's left in the dark in a squad when that happens. Hey, everybody, this switched. Let's do this. I love that. And it's, and it's that, well, there's two things. One is 
you know, when you're shooting from one mesa onto another and you're shooting over a valley, there's not a lot of indicators to help you with wind. It's like, dude, you're all up in the swirl. Good luck. Send the first one and we'll give you a correction after that. And that's how that first stage was with the coyotes and the pigs, where it was like, dude, they're, if you're looking at the grass, it's like 700 feet below you. Like, that's not useful. So that's the first thing that was a huge learning thing is that um, you're going to have to basically take a swag and hopefully see your impact on some of those stages. But the second thing was, what's funny to me is I've in the past have heard shooters say, well, I want to shoot a guardian um, as a tr- um, as a as a practice or a train up for um, a national level match. Um, you know, and with the mindset that they're thinking that it's going to be a meatball match or it's not going to be competitive. And I'm like, dude, it's just as competitive as any match out there. It's just fun. Right. And it's not stressful. Right. And I want to kind of shout out to talk a little bit for a minute about Cameo. Uh, yes. Prior to this, because I'm a Colorado resident, Cameo's Colorado. And then over the summer, they had the drama with uh, one of the state Congress people who did the magazine ban bitch that the sheriff out at Cameo wasn't enforcing the magazine law at Cameo. And there was all this talk of magazine bans and affidavits and you got to sign papers and you got to do this. And you it, there was none of that. Yeah. Nobody said a word. Nothing was said. This woman bitched. And because Cameo is state funded, the state runs Cameo. And it's gorgeous. I mean, we had four side-by-sides. Everybody got a side-by-side. And you get to go up and you drive up in a side-by-side, pull up to your stage. You can, you can um, you know, uh, work out of your side-by-side with your gear. You don't have to drag everything up if you don't want to. And, like, those, the walk to one was pretty good. You're going up a pretty vertical hill to one and two on Saturday. Yeah. So if you didn't want to carry everything you don't need, you could leave it in your team side-by-side. And so then you get the terrain, a cameo, you get the tabletops, the mesas, the mountains, all that stuff. The facility down where we had the food and the banquet is great. You know, everything, like you say, it's not too far from Grand Junction. It's a 15-minute ride into our Airbnb with all the facilities you want. But the drama came up because there was going to be some type of three-gun AR match. And this person, congresswoman who's a piece of crap, said, why are you letting ARs come to Colorado when we have a ban and you have to certify your magazine was pre-banned? And I, you know, so now everybody's like, well, we won't go to Cameo because yeah. we got to sign papers. Nobody signed a paper. Nobody yeah. gives and there's a, a whole bunch of noise. Yeah, it was a whole bunch of noise. It was a much ado about nothing. And unfortunately, a lot of organizations decided to pull out and not uh, have their events at Cameo in, you know, Q3, Q4. My hope is that any match directors that are doing rifle competitions that are listening to this, you guys need to go to Cameo. That the the staff there is very pro two A. They they shoot just like us, and you know, unfortunately, you know, they are a state park, so they're state funded as a state park. But they're they're not wanting to bust anybody's butt no. about any of this. It stuff. was it, the one lady threw a fit because it was advertised. And there is nothing, and Cameo is definitely what I would consider a world-class facility to use. And like you said, the staff is super accommodating. The way it works is really good. And nobody signed a single pay. 
You know what yeah. I mean? We didn't yeah. have to raise our hand and swear we were doing anything because we're, we're bolt gunners anyway. You're going to go up and tell them you're a bolt gunner. And then they go, okay, whatever. They're shooting bolt rifles. But even if guys show up with gas guns, nobody's frigging doing anything. Yeah, uh, you there's know, none as far of that. As that. So the, 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 I, I, I honestly think, Gear, part of it is that because the, the side of the house I saw the complaints come from were mostly PRS people. We won't go there. We ain't doing that. We're not going to. And I even, when, when I had said that for the cup, I was considering cameo. I had gotten reached out by people that said, well, we won't show if you go there. And it was all those kind of people who are, to me, act like they're just trying to knock Cameo down because it makes the East Coast look bad. And and so it's the East Coast guys saying, we'll never come out there because of the affidavit. But the affidavit doesn't exist. They're, they're, yeah, they're lying to you. Well, and the reality is, if we want to grow the sport, if we want to grow the Second Amendment and do that, we have to support facilities like cameo which are in the belly of the beast and if cameo dries up that's that's a huge loss to the shooting industry right so we should be inundating the 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 cameo with as much shooting as possible um because i i think you know we we need to lean into that instead of trying to run from it there you know what that is the best friggin' advice i've ever heard because everybody wants to run away from it. Instead, they should be leaning in. These guys, yep. like Walt, who runs that, and those guys, they don't have a choice when some congresswoman puts pressure on the state to put pressure on a state-run facility. You know what I mean? But the state-run facility, like I said, the sheriffs aren't enforcing it. Just like my range, okay? My range is in a Second Amendment sanctuary county. My sh- The sheriffs out there don't care what you're doing and nobody's going to... I've been, you know, even pulled over just in normal traffic stuff out there. Guns in the car, suppressors everywhere, all... And you know what they say? Nothing. And, yeah. and, 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 and even state trooper, uh, just on 76, heading to my range, I was pulled over by a state trooper. And, he, you know, we were talking for a second and he go, oh, what's that? And he sees three rifles sticking out of the uh, back of the car through the seat. I'm, I use my ski slot. So he sees the, the suppressors and everything sticking through the ski slot. And he's like, state cop. He's like, what's that? I said, dude, don't worry about it. I'm going to work. And he just ignored it. Okay. And that was his answer. I just said, I'm going to work. And, and, and hmm. it was, it, it's that easy, you know? So people want to make something bigger because it's all politics all the time. But honestly, it's only all politics all the time if you want to make it that way. Yep, yep. We are 100% coming back to Cameo. There's, like, unless something crazy happens in the state where we're not allowed, um, we're going to do whatever we can to to connect with Walt and his staff there and schedule a guardian as soon as possible back there just because it's, it's a breathtaking view experience. Shooters just love it. And you're doing a disservice to the to the shooting industry if we don't support these these friendly these two A uh, organizations like like you know Walt and crew over at Cameo. So can't say enough positive things about them and how just friendly and awesome they were. Like I had to do freight shipping to and from Cameo, and they generally would require me to sign things like, "Well, you need to be present." They're like, "Dude, don't worry, we'll sign for it." Like, thanks, because I got to get on my plane and, and I'm worried about getting all this stuff shipped back out. And the cameo staff's like, dude, we got you. We'll call you if there's any issue. But other than that, just have a good time. And, and just an FYI, what you talk about the state, 
they're already looking to uh, put against because the Supreme Court and several other people have already knocked down states' magazine bans saying that they're arbitrary, that they're unconstitutional. Colorado's ramping up to go fight the, the, the ban here as well. So you're going to see within the next couple months that's going to happen. And there's already precedence to knock that stuff down. So you may come back here next year and there's no longer a magazine ban in Colorado because all these organizations are working in courts to remove these bans. So any state that has a magazine ban currently, you can guarantee there is a pro 2A organization filing paperwork because there's precedent to knock it down between the Ninth Circuit and I even think the Supreme Court uh, has a little bit of something in there recently. So, Yeah. uh, yeah, don't even sweat that stuff. Yeah. So when I think about like the, the work that, you know, and just pivoting, thinking about, you know, you being there and supporting it and the microphone that you have and, you know, guys like, you know, Sean Murphy and the entire night Force staff being there and, you know, Chris way and, you know, Nick at, at ZCO, just all these leaders in the industry who wanted to come and be a part of it. We had actually had a shooter, uh, retired NYPD officer, drive from new york city all the way to be a part of this he was like dude i i, I want to be a part of this he's he's attended several guardians but it's like and, and that's one of the things i think is like man that's really a differentiator between the guardian and other places is where people will say well i i shoot in my region it's like dude guys would go anywhere like the, you know when when they get a taste of it they want to come and and shoot one of these events because they know it's going to be a blast they know they're going to have a good time you know, and you know what, too? It's family friendly out there in Grand Junction. You got Glenwood Hot Springs, which is a huge tourist destination. You got the Grand Mesa Parks and everything, and you can drive through and do all the state parks out there. I mean, you are nestled in the Rocky Mountains right there. And so there's a lot of stuff. There's a winery right there in Palisade. So, like, if you were to come and make a vacation out of it, come do yeah, it. Up, up. Am I losing you? I got no, you. No, sorry, I got you. All right, so come, you know, you come here like I'm gonna go do a guardian next year, but I got my wife and kids. What do I do? Well, send your wife and kids to a state park. Send your wife if you're not, you don't have kids or whatever, to the winery. They can do the tourist stuff. She can go sit in the Sulphur Springs, Hot Springs, and Glenwood Springs while you're shooting. Then she can come up to the banquet, see everybody, do whatever on that night, and 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 see what the heck you've been doing with your time. And that stuff, I mean, we had people that came into town and, and stopped by and visited, but they weren't at a loss for something to do. Uh, like even Grand Junction, the historic area is not too bad uh, as far as bars and restaurants. You go to the old downtown area. Glenwood Springs, like I said, is, is a destination for the hot springs that are in Glenwood Springs. And then you just have all those tabletop parks and mesas in that area where you can get lost for days and, you know, probably never even see anybody. Heck, a lot of them were bouncing into, like, Utah because you can go to Moab and those areas, yep. too, because they're within a day drive. Yeah. Yeah. Utah's a hop, skip, and a jump. It's not very far at all. And, you know, in next year, we're, we're going to be going out to Coville, Washington, um, you know, at Carl's Place in, in motion. We're going to be scheduling a match there for 2023. And, you know, that that match will probably have like 50% movers uh, because Carl, yeah, but but Carl he does some crazy movers 
Yeah. So we're, we're excited about that, but the last two events that we have last two matches we have this year, we have our event in November. It's November, I think sixth and seventh, which is a Saturday, Sunday that's at arena in Georgia. And that's going to be a team match and it's going to be combined with the gathering of snipers where, you know, the, the uh, Marine Corps and yeah, we'll uh, all be there probably for the gathering and all that. I should be there. Oh yeah. Yeah. They're all getting together for that. And then uh, we're going to have our guardian team match, which is a little bit different than our traditional matches. Like what we just shot in Colorado, because they're all blind stages. You're shooting, you know, with your partner, you got six minute part times, you know, you're out there trying to find range and gauge. We're throwing all kind of stressors and all kind of weird stuff at you. And that double popper that we shot this past weekend kind of got test drove for, the uh, team match in arena and we'll we got a couple of those that we'll find a creative way to to be able to use but um so that's arena but then uh, as a part of arena we're also doing two things which um have never been done before to my knowledge one is we're doing something we call the grudge match so we have an army um team of 10 hand selected snipers for the army and 10 guys from the Marine Corps that are scout snipers. Um, and they're going to go head to head in a separate match that's going to be running concurrent. So it's, we call it the grudge match and there's going to be a cup kind of like the Stanley cup that every other year will be up for grabs based on the top performing team. So we're excited about the grudge cup. Um, and then the other thing that's unique about what we're doing at Arena is we're doing a suppressor rental program, and we're going to offer that to shooters at registration. So for 50 bucks, you can rent a KGM suppressor for the entire weekend, shoot it, and at the end of the match, you could go, you know what, I want to buy this, and you can buy it for 50% off. Um, I'm trying to encourage more and more people to shoot suppress because the more I'm around this space and when these guys got these breaks, I'm like, dude, this just sucks. Um, so if we can encourage people to shoot suppressed, um, and make it affordable, even more affordable, we will. And Kyle over at KGM, they make phenomenal cans. And the fact that you could shoot it, test drive it and go, dude, I want that can and be able to start your paperwork right there for 50% off. It's a phenomenal idea. So we're excited about that in November. And this is, you know, this is why I say you you are one of the best match directors in the country with what you do with Guardian, because you're not afraid to do something different and to change something. It's like you talk to these other guys and it's like, dude, this has not been working. Everybody hates this. Well, we can't change it now. Absolutely. You fucking can. You run the thing. And yep. it's like you yep. go and say, this is a new idea. Somebody throws some. Gary's like, let's try it. You do an individual today, teams and mentor program tomorrow. You're like, team event here, grudge match on the side. And knowing that grudge match has a potential to take away a certain amount of thunder from you, but really mm-hmm. it doesn't. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it can yep. cre- help create an extra bit of buzz for what the guardian's doing because the guardian's willing to do whatever makes people happy. You got it. And the reality is these army and Marine Corps snipers are true guardians as well. They're going down range and putting their lives online so that you and I can have the freedom that we have. So they fit 
and, and they are truly guardians just on the other side of the shield. We're behind it. They're in front of it. And if we can support them and encourage them and give them some range time and some hype and some opportunity to, to be better, to be able to be able to come home safely and protect us, dude, it's a no brainer. Like, yes, let's absolutely support these guys. Um, I know the Canadians, Rob Furlong, uh, they were talking about coming in and wanting to participate. And, and then there were some other countries are like, dude, can we get in? And then, you know, I'm here in the Navy and I'm like, I don't want this to turn into, to USASOC or the ISC or whatever it is. Um, in, in, in on the, you know, yeah, in but the maybe future you world. can do something where at where you have a, like the Army Marine Corps grudge match, and then if that teams want to go and like do another one against somebody else, like the winner goes against that person. I mean, I would keep the Army Marine Corps thing going, but then I would yep. almost say if there was like a second guardian somewhere where you can say, hey, it'd have to probably be an East Coast thing, but where you could say, hey, the you know the Army won this year, now they're going to go against the Canadians or go against the Navy over here and see who who would win that and then the next year it'll still be you know marine corps won this year and now they're going to go against the canadians over here yeah and, you yeah. know maybe it turns into that where it, you don't have to blow it up big where you're creating like you said an international sniper comp but maybe you can kind of create where because you you run in what you're running five guardians a year now yeah, yeah, we've cut, narrowed it down a little bit to about five and we'll probably do five to six next year again um, but you're right. You're exactly right, Frank. We have the creativity and the flexibility to do whatever we want because we don't have certain rules that are a framework we have to fit in. If it sounds cool and we can do it safely, then it's like, dude, let's freaking find a way to do it. I mean, even just and like at with the same Dorgan, time, we raise money for kids. <laughs> I mean, just yeah, exactly. Like even Dorgan's like comes up and it's like, OK, here's the rule. No gear restriction. If you want to carry it, you can use it. You know what I mean? It's It's that simple because they create the rules through the terrain you got it i mean if they really wanted to they can they can get rid of every 20 pound rifle out there by telling you you're going to walk a little more than we walked yeah that's exactly right and that's exactly what dorgan and i had talked about when we were designing this we're like dude the guys who want to carry it let them hump it and they have and and they're you know that's up to them to but the it's a problem solving thing where they want to bring their whole toolbox and then have to sort through it and figure out how to solve that problem. That's on you. Um, and we're not going to restrict you and, and make all these contrived rules that, that start to create gaming and stressing ROs to be looking for stuff. It's like, dude, that's not why we're here. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. No, nah, man, you, you, you've been doing it right for a long time now, gear and, and, and to see you grow and to see you expand to other areas to see the reactions when you go to these events, you know, and to see how everybody acts and is treated and, you know, just, I mean, you're infectious as it is the way you run around and always smiling and giggling with everybody and laughing about stuff. Um, you know, it, it's a different, you're not stressing, dude. I mean, it, here you are in the middle of a match. You're the match director. I mean, yeah, you got Dorgan helping out and doing all that stuff. And even he wasn't in stress mode with his little dirt bike and everything. And, yeah. um, it, it, it was like Gary's coming around with a smile on his face and everything's great. I mean, three targets can fall down and it's like, isn't this a beautiful day? Look at the Mesa over there and the sun. Oh, we're going to get that target up in a minute. But man, did you see the terrain over here? You know, that's kind of how you are. And that's, oh, the target's back up. Let's go shoot again. And like you said, yeah. there is no drama on Monday because it's all being managed from every direction. 
Yeah. And, and that's, and that's, and the, one of the things people don't realize is, you know, they say, Oh, you should do a guardian here. You should do a guardian here and do all of these things. And, you know, honestly, there's enough demand that we could do a guardian every weekend of the year. No doubt. The problem is it becomes Barnum and Bailey where we just, you know, set up the tent, set the, you know, animals free and then take down the tent. And we don't want that. We want to create an experience for people where they, um, feel like they, they're impacting and, and changing the lives of others. And you can't mass produce that level of what I call intimacy that we have every weekend when we have a guardian. Nah, man, it, you, again, you, you're, you're doing it. It's, it's tons of fun. Like you said, it's no stress. You can go in and test equipment, try something out. It's, 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 it's just like trying it out anywhere else. The stages aren't any really any different. Like you said, even in context of where you go, like I shot the Texas one with uh, Eric Finlay over there in yep. in December. You know, that was a traditional Texas-style match. Then you yep. come to Cameo, and it was more a Colorado field match. So you're, you're adapting to the location, but still staying within the spirit of what we're doing. But you're, you're able to incorporate those regional differences and just put on a hell of a fun show. Yeah. And that's the thing is I've always said, if you're getting stressed, you should be getting paid and none of us are getting paid to go out here and shoot. So you might as well be having a good time. Right. And the, you mentioned Eric in Texas, we're going back to Texas. So for any of the shooters that are in the Texas or Oklahoma or uh, Louisiana region, any of those States around there, you guys need to come and check out this match. It's in December. It's December 3rd and 4th, the first weekend in December. It's about an hour south of San Antonio. You fly into San Antonio. If you, if you fly in, you drive exactly one hour and you're in Pearsall, Texas. And, um, you know, Gunnery Sergeant Finley puts on a phenomenal match and we had a lot of fun. I mean, you and Phil were there and we had the, with the gathering there last mm-hmm. year, but man, we have, we have a lot of fun over there and there's a lot of slots open for, um, registration for that match. And I'm hoping we fill it up. Um, you know, you know, it's in December. It's probably the only time the weather was perfect decent. when we went last December, you couldn't ask for a nicer time. Yeah. There was oh a ton gosh. of people there. We had a blast. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. So for any of the listeners out there, check out the Texas one. If you have questions about it, let me know. That's a traditional uh, match, just like Colorado, where you shoot as an individual, and then you're going to go get folded into a team on day two. But, you know, Finley is extremely passionate about just having shooters out there having a good time, and he's got a, a great range. But it's very different from Colorado, and that's very different from you know, Michigan and so on and so forth. And, but the common thing amongst all the guardians is we hope that people walk away feeling like they've made an impact um, on something bigger than themselves, helping out kids. And then they've also been able to make maybe some fun impacts on some steel. And if not, they're still smiling. Yeah, no, for sure. And, and honestly, like I said, Sunday ties it all together and everybody, cause even, I mean, I know Chris got put with that guy, in, but Chris was able to fix that guy in a certain way to improve him. So the guy's going to go way happier because here he was, he hit one target on Saturday and he's hit multiple on Sunday because now yep. he's got somebody there next to him who knows what to do and can fix him on the fly and say, oh, fix this, fix this, fix this, we'll get you here. 
And and then the other thing, you know, like the one stage where we swapped rifles, that let other yeah. people look at our stuff as well. Because I know some comments came out of that, just swapping rifles in, in that one stage where I shot my partner, my partner shot mine. And you get to say, oh, wow, look at this. Yeah, and that's and that's a guardian staple on the Sunday is I want guys to shoot not just side by side, but I want them to choose each other's gear because it's like, hey, I got an eight pound trigger on my factory Remington. I get behind this guy's and I dry fire a couple times and I go, what the hell is that? And you go, dude, that's a that's a one and a half pound trigger like that's that's not you fighting the rifle and and they get to experience different glass and it also makes it fun to try to you know some guys come out with they have a duplex caps turret and you know it's 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 like holy crap how do i shoot this well just hold over the target you know mm-hmm. we've we've had those those guys as well but the the whole point of swapping the rifle is to just create like some fun parody um and and you know uh, amongst the team so that's always one that gets people talking like dude i have no idea how you hit a single target with that with that scope <laughs> oh, yeah yeah no that's great so you got in november you got arena down in georgia in december you got eric's place in T- parasol texas and that was at December three, four, you say somewhere around yeah, there. Yeah. Yeah. Third and fourth, third and fourth. Um, I know that's the one we went to last year. If I'm available again, I'll probably go this year and drive down there and shoot that one again. It was super easy, straightforward. Um, like I said, I dig it, man. I dig your matches. If I'm going to go out there and shoot any of them, I'm going to shoot yours. Uh, they're the least stressed, the most fun. And you get to test all your equipment, try it out, see what's going on. You could take things to go back and practice with. And if you got to go shoot something where, where, where you think it matters and, and you need the points or whatever, Guardians is a great way to practice on the clock with somebody else's rules. And it's still going to yeah. be a hell of a fun match, you know? Well, and at the end of the day, every person that was there, every single person walked away with something from the raffle table. Oh, dude, At I got least. my hats, man. I got I got my three hats, and I love – I was like, you know what? The night before I was watching those, and I was like, I want – I hope nobody takes that hat, that – and I t- went and took my three hats. I was happy as And shit. then you got that that pink one, that speckled pink one that's super cool. It looks like this – like the strawberry, you know, the strawberry ice cream sandwiches. Yeah, that you get oh, to like that, the, that uh, matches my Windrunner hoodie. I have a speckled salmon, salmon, whatever color uh, – Windrunner hoodie that that hat's going to match and I'm going to wear them together and be styling. Dude, that was sharp. I was looking at that going like, man, I, I, I don't know if I could rock it. You certainly could just cause I got a big old <laughs> head. It, it looked like a giant strawberry on top of my head. Yeah, it is. That was good though. But I appreciate everything. I, I kept keeping you an hour now. I don't know if you need to go, uh, but, uh, if you got anything you want to wrap up with, because it's it's over a little bit of an hour here, it's been flowing really nice for us, Gear. But go ahead, plug yeah. what you got going on. Say thanks to who you have to, and then we'll tie it all in. Yeah. So no no big plugs other than just just check out our website. Check out what we're about. Um, we're going to be enhancing our board. Um, our guardian board and our committees next year, we're going to be growing it. So there's going to be opportunities for um, people in the community to get more involved in a more formal capacity within the guardian. And we're going to be making some announcements soon about some expansions and some role changes and stuff. So we're excited about that. Stay tuned for that because we need really, so I don't, you know, when I think about the guardian board, I don't want really good shooters. I want really good 
like business leaders or people that understand their sweet spot of like, Hey, I'm an accountant. Like, dude, you'd be phenomenal to be our treasurer. Or it's like, Hey, I do sales. You'd be phenomenal to help manage our donors, so on and so forth. So those people that have skill sets beyond shooting, they're the ones that are going to help us move the needle as a guardian board as we continue to grow. So stay on the uh, lookout for that. But I, I can't thank Cameo enough and I can't, you know, thank, um, just all of the volunteers who came out, some of them last minute to, to make that match possible. But also to you, Frank, you've been absolutely phenomenal about just supporting the Guardian and being a positive microphone. And as I've said to so many people, when you speak, company stock prices move. And if you rave about a product, they're going to see an increase in sales. And when you speak nicely about the Guardian, we see an increase in donations and registrations. So thank you for all the work you do, brother. No, you do a great job. And, and you know, just like, I'm OG now, man. Like I said, my eyes are going. I'm getting older. I've been doing this. Like, I shot my first matches in the early 2000s, 2001, two. you know, right around 2001 area. It was like right before that, maybe even. But since then, you know, they've changed. And if there's a couple of the guys out there that we may have shot together years ago, rifles only me up to 2008, 2010, and now you kind of find the 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 precision rifle stuff has moved away from you, and it's not how it used to be. Maybe you know, maybe you're in your 50s and 60s now, moving a little slower and, and, and coming up. But the guardians still allow you to get in it, and if you want to do one or two a year matches and kind of keep that fire burning a little bit and get out and shoot. To me, if you're an older gentleman, woman, whatever, the Guardians are the place to come. If you're new and you're not sure and you're afraid, come to a Guardian. If you want to learn, practice, and figure out your equipment, you come to a Guardian. A little bit older, not quite as sharp on your game, and, and you know don't want to show up and be you know 101st every time you shoot against somebody, come to a Guardian. Yep. Yeah, no, it's it's a phenomenal environment. And if you're a kid and you want to RO, like Dorgan's son, little Ruger, man, the kid's like nine years old and he was managing that stage like a boss. Dude, he and was wind calling for people on that stage. He, If you listen to what Ruger said, you were going to get a hit the next round. 100%. Any, yes, anybody, he called for everybody. He called yeah. the wind and the impacts for everybody everyone and all you had to do was listen to him and it yeah. and that kid and, and we've had several times game. we've had youth uh, out there running uh stages as ROs and it's worked phenomenally well and you know we we love having kids out there to shoot and to RO so and come on yeah. out it's a great event Honest, their eyes are sharper than some of the old guys that were out there and they're a little bit snappier. Cause I know like one thing with me and my partner on the one, like that thousand yard plate was so, oh, I lost him again, I think. The thousand yard plate at Cameo, you got to shoot either or was so big. We shot really fast and the magneto light never went off. And one of the older ROs, um, one of the older ROs turned around and, uh, he uh he was like, hey, that light never, those guys are shooting too fast because the light didn't come off because it just stayed on. Gary, did I get you back? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I was just finishing up the story talking about the sharp, older, sharper eyes where me and my partner shot the thousand yard plate really fast because it was so big. Yeah. And we double tapped it and the light, the magneto light didn't turn off. So oh, one of those older cameo reset. ROs wasn't sure how that would work. 
score. He's like, how am I supposed to score it? They shot too fast, and the light never <laughs> went off. It just stayed on. Was that one hit or two? And he didn't know what it was, you know, but the young kids have sharp eyes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And when in doubt, give them both points. That's my thing. Oh, totally. Like, dude, you know what? And I saw that every time. Hey, I wasn't sure if that was or not. I'm giving it to you. Hey, I yep. wasn't a hundred percent. I'm giving it to you. That's, and they didn't even question it. They yep. questioned themselves. I wasn't sure it's yours. And and yep. there was zero question. <laughs> one little, I'm going to make one more, one quick joke before we sign off gear. Uh, somebody was saying, while well, you were saying, you know, there's, there's no drama from, you know, you go to a guardian, you don't see drama on Facebook. And, and somebody had said that at the banquet. And I said, well, that's cause I'm here. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true, man. Well, and I just did a social media post of me, you and uh, Philip as a, like the human KYL. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that when we had the uh, the biggest, the small. That was funny as hell. That was awesome. Yeah, I was the big rot wide ipsic, and and you were the uh, the, the popper? what they call the piano key. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. the bopper or the prairie dog. <laughs> Awesome. Gary, thank awesome. you for everything you do, man. And and honestly, the ministry you put on on Sunday morning was fantastic. Uh, you, you spent about an hour uh, with your stories, going into your history, giving a little bit of background. You you were, you, were, you had a sermon on Sunday morning, and it, it was awesome. Really appreciate yeah. everything you do, your passion, your spirit, and that you're doing this for all the right reasons. You know what I you mean? And, and, and that's it. huge in my book, um, yeah. that you're not taking this and saying, whoa, this can actually lie in my pocket. And no. that never yeah. goes in yeah. your head. You got that. You got it right, man. Well, no, but nobody's making any money on the guardian. We all give it all away. So thank you for being a part of it, Frank. Thanks for being an ambassador for us. And we hope to, uh, I know that we'll see you in November, but for the shooters, if we can see you in November, December, come by and, and give me a fist bump. I'd love to talk to you guys. Uh, dude, I, like I said, if I can be there, I'm there. Uh, if awesome, my windows man. are open, I'm, I'm coming to see Gary. Cool. All right, man. Thank you, Gary. Have a great one. Cheers, everybody. Awesome. Take care.